The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Life's messes. Hot, happy mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> hello, hello. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Hot, Happy Mess. I'm your host, Zuri Hall, and we are in the thick of our love and relationship series. It's coming to a close, guys. We're coming to a close pretty soon here. A couple of um, really important topics. We've been talking a lot about love in the air. We're going to talk about some of the heavy stuff too, the opposite of love in the air. We are going to deep dive into divorce, separation, and navigating breakup. Um, but before we get to all of that, let's keep it positive, shall we? <laughs> I'm married, now what? We had the episode recently on engagement, how to talk about it, how to bring it up to your partner if you're interested in, you know, putting a ring on that special finger or maybe just a long-term commitment. So go back and check that out if you haven't. But today, you got the ring. You made the, the leap down the aisle. I don't, nobody leaps. That's not a thing. You made the walk down the aisle. Or maybe you were waiting for someone at the aisle. You're married now. What? Today's episode is going to be a good one because it's kind of like a, a mashup, a real couple, real story meets an expert, okay? Because Mallory does double duty since technically she is one half of this real couple and she's also a licensed marriage and family therapist. So Mallory and Strons are going to dive into the first year of marriage and how it was surprisingly difficult for them and how they got to a place that was good, really good. And Mallory is also going to share some of her perspective and some of the work that she does with her clients since she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Strons and Mallory are going to go into a little bit of attachment style. They're on opposite ends of the spectrum. And y'all know I love an attachment theory moment. Go back to the entire episode dedicated to it if you haven't heard it yet. And finally, this week's party trick. <laughs> Three relationship vocabulary words that will change the way you communicate. I love these prompts. They are three things that you can put into practice with your partner like 
today. And I'm already using, I've already used rather at least one of them. Really excited to introduce the other two into my relationship. It's really good stuff. So Mallory's going to drop that at the end. So without further ado, here are Mallory and Sean. Mallory is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and her husband, Strons, is an advocate for all things therapy. Their mission is to help happy couples get the support and tools they need to stop arguing in circles. Hallelujah. I can't wait for this conversation <laughs> then. And start connecting in conflict. Mallory and Strons join together on their Instagram at Make Marriage Work and their podcast, Make Marriage Work, to share tips and resources to help happy couples argue better and connect more. Mallory Strands, how are you? We're doing good. good. We're so excited to be here. Thank you for joining me. Y'all can't see this right now, but they are sharing the same pair (laughs) of um, AirPods or AirBuds, whatever. They have a cord, which makes it all the more romantic. (laughs) We're tied together. (laughs) Each one has a bud in their ear, and I'm loving it. Um, So (laughs) this episode is all about marriage, right? The last episode, we were talking about engagement, how to know if Um, the person that you're with is that person or not when to walk away, how to navigate those conversations. And this episode's exciting because it assumes you have made it past the hump of, are they the one or are they not? And the verdict was they are. So um, (laughs) marriage might not be for everyone, but certainly even if you're considering long-term partnership or any sort of commitment in that space, um, I hope that this will be applicable. So just to kick things off, Mallory Strands, tell us a little bit about yourselves, about your relationship, how you met, fell in love, and, you know, eventually tied the knot. <laughs> yeah. Should go ahead, yeah. I'll, I'll go for it. Um, so we met in college, um, and we dated got engaged got married like within a year so we did it real quick oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. wait okay what year of college are we talking are we talking freshman year or was it no 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 thanks okay. thanks well, yeah, we don't have to tell more like senior year okay okay um and so we always like to say because like kind of dating was just this like honeymoon whirlwind quick engagement like so excited um once we got married moved in together it was like oh Let's figure out how to do this relationship thing, this argument thing, because we really hadn't crossed that very much before being married. And so it's very new and very challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, we had minimal conflict uh, dating. You know, we had a few uh, moments of conflict. But when we got married, we were like. How do we navigate this? Because you know, everything happens so quickly. Yeah. So. yeah, Really quickly. Because that first yeah. year, right? Like very often that's still the honeymoon phase and you're feeling good and everything's great. And then obviously real life is like, hey, what's up? We're here to stay. <laughs> um, so I'm curious to know, was there any reason in particular that you guys decided to, you know, tie the knot so quickly? Were you just like, when you know, you know, or was it for some other reason? Yeah. Good question. We kind of, it was kind of a combination of when you know, you know, and we're both Christian Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of culturally, that was like kind of the norm. Yeah. Like once you find your person, you just kind of go for it and then you move in together and that type of like pattern. And so it's just kind of what we grew up used to. Okay. Um, And so I think there's cool things about that because we just kind of like committed and then we were in and we're like, let's figure this out. But I also think that. I always say we lucked out because we didn't know each other that well (laughs) when we got married. Like we thought we did, but really those first couple of years, I think it takes a few years together. And even 
living together to like really get to know someone on that level. And so, yeah, luckily we were all in and figured it out together. Okay. So a year tops, you tie the knot, you're in this (laughs) marriage thing. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that first year. They always say the first year is the hardest. (laughs) What was that experience like for you two? Yeah. 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 We were, you know, like I mentioned earlier, minimal conflict when we were dating. And then when we were married, we were living together. Um, Whenever conflict came up, both of us have like different types of reactions whenever we have conflict. I'm more of like the shut down, you know, I'll. I'll sleep on it, and then tomorrow, you know, we won't have an issue. You or me. fall asleep in the middle of that. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about. It. I yeah, I'm like, you know argument. what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna knock out right now, and then we'll, Avoid. and then we'll reconvene yeah, uh, yeah. when I wake up, and hopefully everything, you know, has simmered down. Uh, Mallory, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. So she wants to, she wants to solve the right issues now. or resolve the issues right now, and I'm just like, like every. I want to say every night, but like a lot of nights, you know, we would have like these conversations before we go to sleep. And I'm like, I'm so tired. I can't like engage right now. Mm-hmm. Can we like continue this tomorrow after we've slept? Yeah. And I was like, no, we're going to solve it right now. <laughs> so we just like ran Drink into a Red Bull. Right, 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 right. Suck it up. Right. And so, so we saw ourselves like falling into this cycle of like, you know, we kind of understood our our personalities when it came to to conflict. I was more of the flight. She was more of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, it did work out. I mean, but those moments that, that right, those right, types of conflict. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to hear you say that because I am obsessed with attachment theory. I talk about it yeah. all the time on this show and we had an entire episode dedicated to it. And so I am more like you, Strons, where I'm I can be a little avoidant or dismissive or I'm like, I can't do this. Like it's all a big jumble and I just shut down. I can't compute it until I have Mm -hmm. space and time to just kind of work through it. And my partner, my boyfriend is the opposite. He's like, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about everything and let's turn over every stone. And I'm just like, oh my God. So we have slowly over time figured out how to respect what the other person needs. And it sounds like you Mm -hmm. two have done the same. And um, through that episode, we realized that combination is the most prevalent when it comes to yeah. couples is, is that mm-hmm. balance and what can be discouraging at first can actually become a really cool yin yang situation where once you figure out how to communicate in a healthy way, I think being opposite helps the other kind of see a different way to communicate, you know, and yeah. sort of appreciate a different perspective that maybe they didn't relate to. How did you two solve that how did you fix the the uh fact that you are opposite ends of the communication spectrum yeah so that's um i was in nursing school is what i did my undergrad in and then early in our marriage i said i think i want to be a therapist and decided to go back to school and so within the first year of marriage i started my marriage and family therapy graduate program and really gravitated towards the couple stuff, probably because we were trying to figure out the couple stuff. And so I started working with couples and reading all these books about relationships and attachment theory. I love attachment theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, if I'm going to be a couples therapist, we should probably go to couples therapy. <laughs> and so we did that, too. And so it's kind of a combination. Like, we kind of call that kind of second year our, like, marriage boot camp mm-hmm. where we were like, 
taking everything I learned at school and like working really hard to apply it. We were going to couples therapy and we were like, we're going to figure this out because we wanted so badly to connect and understand each other and um, find each other in those moments, but we just didn't quite have the tools. Mm, Okay. So as you learned, what were those tools that you learned? You know, obviously, hopefully some people at least listening to this episode are new to marriage or entering that space soon. Um, Mm -hmm. What, what are the keys to communication in a marriage that you kind of realized in that crash course of the first couple years of marriage? So (laughs) one of our favorites and kind of goes along with that kind of stuck pattern we were talking about of like the fight or flight or the kind of pursuer withdrawer um, is learning how to take healthy, productive breaks or timeouts when we're in that place. and so like a good example is when at my bridal shower, like three people, their wedding advice was like, never go to bed angry. And so that's part of why I was so stuck on like, don't, don't go to sleep strands. Like we need to figure this out. This. Don't, clo- don't close your right. eyes. <laughs> Strong is like, and I'm going to sleep. I, sleep <laughs> tomorrow. I promise I'll be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And so once I kind of started learning about like how we keep saying fight or flight. And so back to attachment theory, attachment theory is kind of the basis of the therapy I do with couples too. And so our minds are wired for connection. And when that connection feels threatened by um, any conflict, even if it's over, like we bought the wrong cereal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it doesn't have to be this big divorce conflict, but any conflict triggers our mind to say you're, relationship is threatened and therefore your survival is threatened and we literally go into that fight or flight mode where we're not thinking rationally or logically and we're not going to have that productive conversation and so we were like spending hours in that place and once we realized how to recognize it and take some time apart to like regulate and think through what happened how we're feeling and just kind of soothe ourselves we could go back to it and it was so much easier yeah The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides. Loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. 
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. So how did you guys, or how do you currently navigate that right so if there's a moment where it's like oh i don't want to talk right now like i can't do this but the other person really wants to how do you negotiate that how do you decide when when are we going to talk so that both people feel good about when it's happening and you know from the person who's a little bit like not right now how do we say that in a way that's loving and that says i care about you but i just need a second so that i can show up in the way you need and then also for the person who's like i need it now how can they sort of understand and not bite the bullet? That sounds intense, but um, <laughs> be okay, comfortable, feel safe mm -hmm. with waiting a little bit longer than they would like to have that anxiety lesson. How do you, how does that conversation happen? What do you, what do you say? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it, it, it took a lot of work for us, like years of work to slowly build that trust between each other um, so at the very beginning, you know, it was really hard to kind of communicate like for myself, who's kind of in that withdrawer state whenever conflict arises around, like I'm needing space to like self-regulate, like for some reason I can't have like a productive conversation right now. So we slowly started to, um, use some of the tools that Mallory was, was learning in school. And that was around, like, I need space for like, I don't know, 30 minutes mm -hmm. just to kind of, you know, self-regulate. And then hopefully we could come back and I could tell you how I was feeling during that conversation or during that time of conflict where we could have maybe a more productive conversation mm -hmm. um, about it. But again, it took a lot of a lot of trust and, and, and years of work to like know that either I was going to come back or Mallory was going to come back to that conversation. We'll actually mm -hmm. talk about it as opposed to you know, sweeping it under the rug. Right. Just like just letting making, it go. You know, and then just pretending everything is, is okay after, <laughs> yeah. after like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. So. Which is my gut instinct. I'm like, we could just pretend this never happened. Right. And, and that is <laughs> not easier. healthy guys. I yeah, learned it the hard yeah. way. Um, yeah. So Mallory, from your perspective, you know, Strons is saying I need maybe 30 minutes to self-regulate and that takes a certain level of self-awareness, which is awesome mm -hmm. when you've cultivated it. What was that self-awareness for you? What did you realize you were doing that maybe you could do differently? And then what mm -hmm. does that sound like when you're having the conversation with him about how to respect his boundaries while also honoring yours? Mm. Yeah, beautifully said. I think kind of like what Strong said is it was practice and it was building that trust. And so as he was building like a willingness and awareness to say, I need a break and that's that's another kind of tip I always say is he said it really eloquently and clearly in this moment. But in the moment 
when things are heated, it might just sound like I need a break. And if you've talked about that beforehand of what that means, then that sends to me this message of, okay, I can take this deep breath. And he's taking a break because he's realizing this isn't getting anywhere. And I'm going to trust he'll come back to it. Mm. And then as he did come back to it, which took him practice, that taught me that I can regulate on my own. I cannot take it so personally. Like, it's easy for me to go to a place of he's taking a break because he doesn't care. He doesn't love me or like we're doomed. Like I can get really kind of dramatic. Yeah. 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 And so as I trust like, okay, when he goes away to take a break, it actually works better when he comes back. That helps me to kind of do my own work in those breaks to kind of take deep breaths and regulate and talk myself through like he does love me. He cares about me. We're going to figure this out. Right. Right. What are your, I don't know, maybe two, maybe top three tips when it comes to the first few years of navigating marriage? What would you hope that people keep in mind when you are working with your clients? What What are the things that we should be aware of? And what are the things that we should realize aren't what the fairy books tell us so that yeah. we don't think we're losing our minds or our marriage because it's not what Disney said or, you know. Right. Totally. Yeah, I think we touched on some of them already, but mm-hmm. one big one we like to like preach is like, go to bed angry. That's okay. That doesn't mean your marriage is doomed. Yeah. It actually means you'll probably wake up and <laughs> be like, why were we so mad last night? Right, right. Um, and so that's been like so helpful for us. And and not that you want to go to bed like really mean and that type of thing, but it's okay to go to bed with it without it unresolved. Mm. It's late, you're tired. Um and it's it's really gonna be a lot better in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Sleep it off. I'm an advocate yes. for that. I <laughs> yeah. I've I struggled with that in the past too because like when my boyfriend and I got together, it was the same thing too. We're never gonna go to bed angry. We're not mm-hmm. like all the other couples. <laughs> <laughs> and like six months in, I was like, I will see you in the morning. <laughs> Have a good night. Have good dreams. I will pray for you, but I will not talk to you right now. I like it. And that's that. So, and and here we are, happier and stronger than ever. And I think taking that pressure off of yourself and and your partner to resolve everything in the moment, sometimes you're just not ready mentally or emotionally to go there, particularly the one who tends to withdraw or be avoidant. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where I realized hey, I want to show up for you and I can't do it right now. So we can engage and we can talk, but it won't do what we want it to do because for whatever reason, I'm wired in this way where I just kind of need to um, decompress, process my emotions and my thoughts. It's harder for me to articulate difficult emotions. And I talk for a living, but it's really hard mm-hmm. to say how I feel about mm-hmm. something, especially when I'm hurt. And and once you know he realized that that wasn't, commentary on him or anything he was doing. Mm-hmm. It's just how I'm wired. There's way more compassion. And you're so right. The mornings are much better. It's like, okay, LOL, JK, we're good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I would love to talk to you two about is obviously you're, you're in it. Well, not obviously if you're listening to this, but you're in an interracial <laughs> marriage. Yes. And um, I am in an interracial relationship also. And I'm curious to know, maybe this hasn't been the case for you, but how has navigating that space been for you? Do you feel like there are conversations or understandings to be had? Do you feel like it was easy for you to transition into that? What was that experience like? 
Yeah, great question. I'm going to start. Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I'm a I'm a Pacific Islander, so, you know, my my family came from the island of Tonga. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm white. <laughs> and <laughs> I grew up in Chicago. Grew up in Chicago. Chicago, okay. Um, yeah, we... It was it was very interesting to um, when we were dating um, to kind of take it back. You know, we met at church, um, so we kind of had that 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 bridge, that commonality there. Um, you know, between religion, where like um, my ethnic background or like Mallory's ethnic background, we really didn't talk about that when we were dating. Mm. Um, it was probably more when we got married and we were living together that. Um, you know, our we really saw our cultures clash. The differences, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, high level, like, my culture is very um, collectivist. Um, you know, we kind of look out for one another. Um, and then, which, you know, has its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Mallory, on the other hand, it was a little more individualistic. Um, a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... And, you know, there were times in our in our marriage where, um, you know, where we really saw that uh, clash. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is what is going on? And like, I was like, Mal, like, if you love me, like, this is what I was thinking. I was like, Mal, if you love me, like, we would go to like this family event. Mm-hmm. And then Mallory, on the other hand, is like, we've been working like all week. Yeah. Like, can we just have like a day to ourselves? Yeah. And like, I heard that as like, you don't love me. You don't love mm-hmm. my family. Um, and you know, she was kind of on the defensive during those times about like, no, I just want to like spend time, like just me and you, because we haven't seen each other all week. And, um, you know, that's where I really saw our, our cultures clash was kind of around. Yeah. yeah. Around I, that. I think that has been, and, and still is kind of the biggest like cultural value difference that we've seen. Um, and it's taken a lot of building understanding of where that's coming from and how we were taught those values and what they mean to us and um, trying to understand that even though they clash, that that doesn't mean um, either is bad and there's actually really beautiful things we can both learn from both of them. Yeah. Um, and we try to kind of find that balance, but yeah. it's yeah. tricky sometimes. Yeah. 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 Do you have is I keep going back to this word negotiation. It's not a hostage situation, guys. I promise <laughs> I do not look at marriage as a hostage situation. I cannot wait to be married. I'm very excited about it. But the word negotiation, maybe yeah. compromise is the word I'm looking for, or sure. you know, meeting in the middle. How how do you navigate that? Is it a compromise of okay, I can do this. I can go to this many family reunions and I might have to dig it up, but, you know, so that you can feel good. And then Strons, you're like, I promise Sunday afternoons are all ours and I'm not picking up the phone and we're not going to go to brunch with the friends or whatever it is. (laughs) Like, what did that look like for you to where both of you felt good about Mm -hmm. what you needed? Yeah. Yeah, compromise was a really good word. Um, You know, just kind of go back to the example of like, 
you know, my, my, one of my cousins is holding like, you know, a get together or an eating and I'm like, we're going. Um, and I'm like, I haven't ever heard you talk about that cousin. Cause I am strong when it comes to like uh, avoid it, but Mallory, I knew all day when it comes to like, we saw them a year ago. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like, for example, we'll, instead of like going there all night, we'll like cap it off at like, hey, two hours max, mm-hmm. we'll get in, we'll say what's up to the family, mm-hmm. we'll eat some good food, and then we'll head out. And then we could kind of, you know, maybe get some dessert together or just, you know, kind of do us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's not a zero-sum game. It's not like, you know, I'm, we're going to go to my family's eating because it's important to me. And if you don't like... I feel like you don't love me. Mm. And that's that's what I was going to say is I think even though we've found some kind of logistic compromises like that, I think we really every time this comes up have to go down to like what emotionally is going on for each of us. Yeah. Mm. And if Strom can share like, like I'm thinking of one example. <laughs> Hopefully this is cool. To share this example. Yeah. But one example was when we were living in Utah by all his family, we were planning on going to his brother's basketball game and I was down. But then I found out that his brother was benched from the game because he was late to the game. Oh, okay. And Strawn still wanted to drive an hour to go watch his brother be benched from the game. (laughs) So I was, like, really struggling to, like, understand, like, if this is a great excuse, like, we'll watch a movie and go to bed early and it'll be awesome. Yeah. But he was able to share, like, I want to show up to, like, show my brother that, like, we're there for him, mm. whether things go well mm-hmm. or not. And like, this is important to me. And then we wow. can yeah. have tomorrow to ourselves. Yeah. And I, I could share, like, I'm just really exhausted and really miss you. We've had tests this week or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he can say, yeah, let's, let's have tomorrow be our day. Wow. Yeah. So I think figuring out what's underneath mm. our desires mm. was really important rather than just being like, you're selfish. You're not understanding me. Right. If that makes sense. Right. I'm like, let's just go. Let's just go. Yeah. Like, and for her, it's not, <laughs> let's just go. It's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. But no, I love that. I love that perspective. It really is about understanding your partner. And once you remember that and commit to it, it becomes eh, sometimes exciting, sometimes too exhausting, equal parts, exhausting sure. and exciting, but yeah. to, understand why someone is the way they are instead of being frustrated that they aren't the way you are makes Mm. I to me that's what I look at as you know and I hope it will be the case I'm not married yet but like that is the great commitment I'm dedicating a lifetime to understanding you better and learning you more and not taking offense to things I used to take offense to because now I get where that comes from and, and I'm more ready to support you because I'm learning you. So I think it's beautiful hearing that. Because at first, girl, I was with you. I was like, wait, sitting on the bench, are we just going to walk the whole time? But <laughs> hearing Strons' perspective, I honestly almost got chills. It's beautiful to, to say, yeah. I'm here for you and I support you, whether you're on the bench or the court. And that's what matters. And that's so much mm-hmm. bigger than a game, right? Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really beautiful. Well, that, yeah, but that conversation took like two plus hours for me just to even say that. <laughs> to get you know it's like yeah. why are you acting this way and i'm like because we need to like go in like because we need to go support my brother and yeah mallory was like what do you mean <laughs> <He's not playing." laughs> right, right. but like eventually we kind of got to the root uh yeah. the underlying mm. purpose and with practice now we can get to that part yeah quicker yeah, yeah. that's awesome 
The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. You mentioned, Mallory, um, that you decided, you know, maybe we should do couples therapy since you were deciding to become a couples therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, For the folks who are listening who might be considering couples therapy as a licensed marriage and family therapist, what type of prep work do you suggest we do if we're interested in, in taking that next step? What are signs that maybe we should consider it? Yeah. Great question. And that that was another thought I had, even for engaged couples and early married couples, like I always am a proponent for just go try couples therapy. And in terms of prepping for it or signs of like when it could be useful, I think like so many things. <laughs> it can be useful for so many things. But I think how we kind of use it in our relationship even still is when we get to a place where we're like, We worked that out and we feel good, but we're still a little bit stuck. And it would feel really good to have someone help us take that a little bit deeper Mm. and understand it a little bit better or give us some perspective or tools to connect even more deeply. Mm -hmm. And another thing I always say, too, is a lot of couples will kind of start to think like, oh, maybe we should try couples therapy and they'll put it off, put it off, put it off. And then they'll have these years of kind of either resentment or bad habits and that's a lot harder to unpack in therapy. And so really 
going in early and kind of trying to push away that stigma that's totally there of couples therapy is for broken couples, mm. or couples on the verge of divorce, um, and realizing couples therapy can actually be just a tool to strengthen our relationship and help us grow closer. Mm-hmm. And even if you go in and are kind of like, we love each other, we don't really know what we want to talk about, but we want to grow closer, like couples therapists will be so pumped to have you in their <laughs> office and help you out. Okay. Okay. And we do recognize that, you know, in many cases, seeking therapy can be a privilege. If you can't afford it, if it's if it's not an option for you, are there any books, articles, podcasts that you suggest our listeners seek out? Yes. So one thought I'll say too is um, both in college and even after college and we were still getting our careers going, um, check out universities near you because mm. they have either free or really discounted couples therapy from master's students oh, or uh, doctorate okay. students. And so if you call them and you just say like, they usually will check and make sure you're like low income or really need the support. Um, but if you kind of check a few boxes, that's like a really great way to get a therapist who's still in training, but working really hard to help you um, for free or cheap. Okay. I like it. Um, yeah. And then books, anything by Sue Johnson or John Gottman. And so Sue Johnson's kind of biggest book I recommend is called Hold Me Tight. And that kind of talks about all the good attachment theory stuff and has good exercises for couples and things like that. And then John Gottman has lots of amazing books. I I like to recommend Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Mm. That's like lots of good basics Mm -hmm. um, and also exercises for couples. Okay, great stuff. Thank you for that. Before I let you go. Um, we do a party trick often on the episode where it's just a fun little takeaway. And uh, I would love to hear you guys have shared this via your socials before for this week's party trick, three relationship vocab words. If you can give us three words that are going to change the way that we communicate and that, you know, we can practice putting into practice with our partner, what would they be and why? Yes. Question. Yeah. So the first one uh, for all of us conflict avoided withdrawers, <laughs> the word flooding. So, mm-hmm. you know, whenever we're in high conflict, we like physically or physiologically feel like our chest is tight um, and we just feel like we can't like pass it. And like sometimes our like heart rate changes and it's sometimes hard to breathe mm-hmm. or to even think logically. Yep. Um, so Whenever you're in a high conflict situation, um, just communicating to your partner, like, hey, I'm feeling kind of flooded right now. And then kind of going back to that, like, I may need some time for like me to self-regulate. So the first word is flooded or I feel, um, yeah. Flooded. Okay. I'll be using that from here on out. I can't wait. That's a good one. Okay. Flooded. What's the next one? Um, The next one is trigger or triggered. So really in conflict, paying attention to um what was the trigger so what was the moment that took us to this big emotional place so it could even trigger past hurt that has nothing to do with the present moment or current hurt that's coming up and to be able to pinpoint like it was when you said this or it was the tone of voice that you said this um that brought this emotion up for me can really help clarify what kind of went wrong and help your partner understand why you reacted the way you did. Mm -hmm. So saying like, this triggered me or I was triggered by this. Okay. Triggers. We've got flooding. We've got triggered. What's the third vocab word we should introduce? Yes. The third is a harsh startup. 
So some of these are from, Harsh Startup is from John Gottman. Um, And I love it because it's this idea that if we approach a conversation with a harsh startup, which is basically going to be like a harsh tone of voice or criticism or blame, like any of these harsh. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Any of those kind of harsh approaches. He has research that shows like 97% of the time it's going to fail. Like mm-hmm. that conversation mm-hmm. is not going to go well. And so making sure we approach our partner with a soft startup instead um, is so important to give yourself the best opportunity to have a productive conversation. Mm-hmm. And so having that word of like, that felt like a harsh startup, let's try again. Mm. Um, or keeping in mind when you're going to, up to your partner, let me try to have this be a soft startup instead. Um can be really helpful. I love that harsh startup. It's it's great to hear that because it's a label for what I think so many of us have felt. And I'm like, oh God, yeah. well, if you would have just said it this way or instead of that way, but you just came out swinging and now I'm just swinging back, you know? Right. Like, Absolutely. so it's, it's nice to be able to have that label so you can say, hey, this is what it felt like for me. So can we just hit reset and try again? Um, Mallory Strands, y'all are awesome. If people want to keep up with you, follow you, uh, maybe book a session, where can they, where can they find you? Yeah, so on uh, Instagram, um, our our uh, name is at Make Marriage Work. Uh, we also have a podcast, same name, Make Marriage Work. You can find that on a- Apple Podcast or even Spotify. Um, and else? those are the best places to find us, Instagram yeah. or podcast. And like you said at the beginning, we welcome single people, dating people, engaged people, people who are not interested in marriage but in a long-term relationship. So we say make marriage work, but it's just talking about feelings and conflict and connection and all mm-hmm. things. And how long? How long have you two been married now? Coming up on seven. Ooh, okay, seven, seven years. years. Yeah. That's a lifetime in Hollywood. Fortnite <laughs> 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 breakups all the time. We love to see it. Um, okay, I love it. Seven years going strong. Um, to sum it up, before I let you go, what would you say is the best thing about marriage? Hmm. That made me all warm and fuzzy just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Go um, I think that the best, most beautiful thing about marriage is it's having a partner that you can, that can see you at your most vulnerable and your worst and your most hurt and your most scared and they're right there with you. And that's just like the most comforting beautiful moment and experience to have and to have a person that you trust will go there with you when you need them is really wonderful it's beautiful yeah i think the first thing that attracted me to mallory was i just always felt like i could be a better person when i was around her and that has kind of carried over uh, over all these years of marriage as well as i'm just evolving into a person that i didn't even imagine existed because i'm married to Mallory and I've learned Mm -hmm. from her and we've gone through, you know, ups and downs, which has really molded me into the person that I'm in today. And, um, I think it's, I think it's been a beautiful ride. Y'all are going to make me shed a fucking tear. I can't. This is so sweet. I love it. I love it. Well, you can clearly see 
the love from y'all can't see it, but I can see it on the video. <laughs> the love is certainly there. And I appreciate you sharing um, not just your, your ups and your highs, but your lows and your struggles uh, with our audience, because it's through that that we empower and encourage one another. So thank you for sharing your story. And you guys, make sure you check out Mallory and Strand. You can find them on Instagram, check out their podcast. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank you, Zary. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Hot Happy Mess. And special thanks again to Mallory and Strands for being so open and vulnerable and sharing their tips and tools with us. As you know, those of us who are navigating this whole lifetime commitment thing, navigate this lifetime commitment thing. In the meantime, if you have not given a five-star review, today's the perfect day. Someone told me to tell you that this is the day that you should do that. So if you love this episode, if you're loving Hot Happy Mess, uh, go ahead and drop us a line. A sentence or two is awesome. And you don't even really got to do that. You could just hit us with a five-star review, you know what I'm saying? So whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your heart to do. Keep up with me at Zuri Hall, Z-U-R-I-H-A-L-L on Instagram. And we have an Instagram page for Hot Happy Mess. So you can keep the good vibes going, the positivity, the wellness, the funny, um, the group chat energy all week long. Not just on Mondays when I have new episodes. So follow us at Hot Happy Mess and I will see you next Monday. Bye guys. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.